Hey, good people. This is your NI Dom back with another reflection. And this is a personal journal for contemplative people looking to think, grow, and have impact in the world. So, hey, I'm going to start off with the notion of the abyss. The abyss. And I want to almost guarantee I'm not going to stay here. I just want to start with the abyss. But in the fullness of this project or in the spirit of this project, we don't really know now, do we? But I can definitely tell you I'm going to start off with the abyss. And in short, the abyss, um, an abyss is something that is considered to be an abyss a bottomless chasm or a bottomless pit. And that's how I'm, that's how I'm feeling the last couple of days. So I'm officially on summer vacation. (laughs) And I get, I've given myself a week to decompress before I move into business mode. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't know if what I'm experiencing right now is fundamentally different than how I've started my summer vacation the last two years or when I started my summer vacation years ago when I had, quote, unquote, a summer vacation. So I'm not really sure, but um, it does feel a little different for me right now. And I think it, it at least feels different because I don't have one thing that I'm processing. I don't have one. I, I literally feel almost numb or flat or disconnected from myself. And I need to write that down. Um. Because it, I did, I did make a list just to explain what I am calling the abyss. So I'm associating the abyss with some type of perceiving phenomenon. And there are five things that I think are contributing to the abyss. I'm not sure. Um, but what I'm saying as a starting point is that there's this, it's a state of feeling nothing. I feel nothing, yet I feel everything. It's weird because I feel nothing, but I know there's a lot in that nothingness. And I don't yet have the utility to go in there and start compartmentalizing and organizing. And I truly think that's because I'm in the midst of a major um, introverted intuition operation right now (laughs) so anyway that's my starting point the abyss and um, I'm gonna hopefully on the other side of the disclaimers I'll talk a little bit more about um, the sensation this 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 sensation that I'm feeling of feeling everything and nothing at the same time and then tell you what I think is happening inside of this introverted intuitive operation but I'm not sure and so we'll do that on the other side okay if you are new to this project, this is a personal journal where I am processing my inner and my outer worlds. I do so by using personality theory. The two that I use the most are the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram. Pushing those two systems together, I identify as an INTJ8. 
I also identify as an African-American woman from a lower socioeconomic background and from intergenerational trauma. I'm a trained and practicing educator and social scientist and have been doing this work for 30 years. Half of that time it's been in leadership. Sorry about that. My dog just made a very weird noise. And my other dog and I looked at her like, what's going on? Okay. <laughs> I also identify as um, a person from a lower socioeconomic background and from intergenerational trauma. Politically, I connect the tenets of critical race feminism, which means I have an intellectual sensitivity to social constructs such as, mm -mm, I have an intellectual uh, sensitivity as related to power connected to social constructs such as race, class, sexuality, gender, and a lot of other invisible constructs that we have in our society. This project is unedited and it is unscripted. If you want to know more about it or me, feel free to go to my website at yournidom.wordpress.com. Okay, <laughs> so... So I just want to spend a little more time talking about this sensation of feeling everything and feeling nothing because I'm excited by those words because before I hit the record button, I didn't know how to explain the sensation. Um, all day, so today is Sunday and my, my recording, my appetite for recording has dropped. Um, and it's been dropping. Um, but not my not my passion and commitment to this project, just the sensation that I I have when I hit the record button, because this project is unedited, it's unscripted. I don't really have a schedule. I've entertained a schedule, like I'm going to do it on the weekends, I'm going to do it on Monday. But that's not the spirit of this reflection. Excuse me, the spirit of this project is reflection driven. Whenever I want to, whenever I have a reflection that's coming out, right? Well, I can't schedule that. And that's usually driven by a sensation to reflect. I usually have a sensation to reflect. And that's not on a schedule. <laughs> now, my life might create opportunities for me to reflect more or less. But that's not on a schedule. So, um, today being Sunday, um, yesterday I really did want to record, but I had nothing. I was like, what are you going to do? You're going to hit the record button and just sit there and just in silence. Then I thought about hitting the record button and just, just talk rambling, right? I mean, I'm sure I could talk, <laughs> but what am I going to say? And so I, um, I didn't do it. <laughs> um, there's another reason why I didn't force myself to do it. It's because I've been in a voice community of, uh, in two groups, and I'm pretty sure that's impacting my dis appetite for, re for reflecting in this project. Cause I am doing some reflecting in two different voice communities. And I'd like to tell you a little bit about that later. Um, so I'm sure that, that has something to do with it. But I think the major, the biggest issue is that, um, in that this is the start of my summer. A lot of things have come to a close. And in that closing, there's been a lot that's happened. And it's fresh. And I need to have distance. I need to have distance to an event. 
to make meaning out of it. I don't experience an, an I don't experience an event and immediately make meaning out of it. I might have judgment on it. Isn't that interesting? I might have some thinking and some feeling on it, but I don't make the deep meaning right away. And it's the deep meaning that matters the most. It's the deep meaning that matters more than my feelings and more than my thinking on it, believe it or not, in terms of my analysis thinking, because <laughs> all of it's thinking. So more than my analysis of the situation. And so I, I this morning have forced myself to, to like entertain some of this, like this knowing that a lot has happened in the last few days that really is a culminating experience of what has happened in the past year. And honestly, what's happened in the past three years. And then I can go back what's happened across my adult life. And then I can go back a little further what's happened in my life. So literally all of that's happening. I believe all of that's happening right now. Now I couldn't, I wasn't able to explain that yesterday, but now today I can go back and see glimpses of how I was processing that. So one of the things that I have come to understand as an introverted intuitive, and I don't know if other NI doms would say this, but I, after the fact, can recall me processing a thing in my subconscious. And I am going to say subconscious there and not unconscious. You know, oftentimes I get those two confused for myself, the unconscious versus the subconscious. I'm always saying, I don't know, I need to look that up, right? <laughs> but I believe that if I can, if I can recall a memory of me processing something, not consciously, then I'm assuming that that processing happened at the subconscious level. And that which happens at unconsciously, I don't know it. I don't, I can't recall the processing. Although I know that it, there is an unconscious version of me and you, whether you're an NI dime or not. And so I just don't, I don't, I don't witness it. I don't witness it consciously. But there are things that I can recall processing, but ne but I'm not aware of doing it in the moment. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm, I, process, I process it, but I don't give consciousness to it. It's there in the consciousness. It's there. It's happening in my consciousness, but I'm not conscious of it. Does that make sense? Maybe, maybe I should say there's no awareness of it. So then that makes us, makes me curious about consciousness versus awareness. I should hit the pause button and go look that up. I am going to do that. And I'm afraid that I'm, <laughs> let me write down where I left off. Cause I don't know how long I'm going to step away from this recording device, but I am about to go look up the difference between consciousness and awareness just because I feel like that's significant to this thing I'm calling the abyss. Hold on one second. Okay. I'm back. It's been about maybe three, three to five minutes, maybe. <laughs> uh, let's say 
let's say four minutes. <laughs> and um, it's an interesting read. I'm so, and I did write down where I was, where I left off because I had a feeling that this was going to take me in a different direction. And I wanted to be able to, if I go in a different direction, I want that to be by choice, not because, not because I forgot what I was saying. So I did write down what I was saying before I hit the pause button. So what I'm looking at, it, just one website um, um, that's, that's contrasting awareness from consciousness. And it's interesting because the definition that they're providing is that um, consciousness is a, is a condition necessary. Wait a minute, wait a minute, pause. Sorry, I got that backness, backwards. Awareness is a precursor for consciousness. And the way they're describing it, I can see that. But what the, what I'm trying to describe is actually inverted. The sensation that I, that I am trying to explain about my introverted intuition is is where consciousness is a happens before awareness. Oh, this is deep. This is deep for me. <laughs> and I kind of so I'm just going to read a, a short paragraph. This text goes on to explain In, in it, it it elaborates more, so it it gives a, an extensive definition of awareness, and then it gives an extensive definition of a consciousness. Okay, I had to pause, push, hit the pause button again because really, I think in our culture we use these words interchangeably. So, really getting to the heart of what they mean at a technical level is taking me a minute. All right, so this is what I got so far. Um, According to this this text, this 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 content, um, consciousness is the state of awareness, or the quality of the awareness. In other words, it determines how aware of a thing you are. I think I think I know what's going on here. The way that this text is describing the two. Awareness and consciousness. Awareness is part of consciousness. Consciousness is not a part of awareness. So I'm just going to take a shot at this. I might listen to this later and completely change my reaction to it. But this is what I have for now, you guys. And then hopefully this is inspiring you to do your own introspection on the two, on those two concepts. But for me, I'm thinking awareness is about a sensory, a sensory connection, being connected to the sensory world. To what degree are we connected to the sensory world? So awareness is any type of connection to it. And I would say then consciousness becomes the degree in which we're connected to the sensory world, the degree in which we understand and process the sensory world. So awareness is yeah, just being aware, <laughs> right? You never, you never use the word to define the word, right? But just being connected to the sensory world. 
And then consciousness is the degree of the, the degree or the quality of that connection. So that's all we're going to do for this for that part because I'm. There's a part of me that wants to linger here, obviously, but that's not necessarily relevant. Um, so, but I want to go back to the state of, of of processing and not knowing I'm processing. So I'm going to keep their their delineation between awareness and consciousness. I'm going to go with that because at first I was going to invert it, but I'm actually not going to invert it now. Now in spending more time with it, I'm going to keep it. And I'm going to add a layer now. So I'm saying that today I am aware of some processing that I did yesterday that I was not aware of. But I was consciously doing it. See, this is why I want to invert it because I was consciously making meaning of a sensory experience. I was consciously making meaning of a sensory experience in which I was aware of. But I was not aware that I was consciously doing that. No. No, I wasn't. Dang it. I don't like that definition either. Let me change that. I wasn't fully conscious that I was doing it. So I was subconsciously doing it. Damn it. <laughs> Some of you, if you're new to this project, you're like, what difference does it make? <laughs> but it does make a difference to me. <laughs> oh gosh. Let me try one more thing. Let me try it one more time. And then if I don't have it, I just don't have it. Okay, I put you guys on pause again because I was curious about cognition. I wanted to throw the word cognition in there. So I'm thinking about awareness and consciousness. And then as I was talking, the concept of cognition popped up for me. And then I had to go look that up. And then two other words came up. And that is, or they are attention and recognition. So maybe that's the problem. I didn't have recognition. Mm-mm. I didn't give it attention. There it is. So yesterday, I had spurts of meaning making, spurts of consciousness, spurts of, like I said, making meaning of something that I had, I was aware of at the sensory level. I can, I can see that today. I was not and this is why I want to keep going back to saying aware. I was not aware that I was having that experience. Even though I was consciously doing it. So I, I'm, I'm feeling the need to say there's, there's a circular experience happening. You need to be aware of the sensory experience. And then consciously you make meaning of it. And I'm saying... That as an introvert and intuitive for me, and if you are an NI Dom, please, I would love for you to just find your way to communicate with me what you think. How do you experience this? If you're an NI Dom, you can, you can give me feedback if you're not an NI Dom. Um, but I'm, I particularly want to know if you're an NI Dom because I'm wondering at least, I'm pondering, wondering, speculating, 
considering you get the gist. <laughs> um, was I consciously making meaning of a sensory experience? but was not aware that I was doing that. I was consciously making meaning of something that I had been aware of in the world, in the sensory world, but I wasn't aware that I was doing that in that moment, that I was having a different sensory experience. Okay, here it is. I wasn't aware of the sensory experience of reflecting on another sensory experience. So part of me wants to say I wasn't, there was no metacognition. So metacognition is when you think about your thinking. But I think metacog- when, we, when we move about metacognitively, we are pausing to intentionally think about a thing. And I don't think full consciousness is about intentionality. Right, so then we're going to throw that in the mix. How how intentional do you need to be to be conscious? I don't think you have to be intentionally conscious. I don't think so. I don't, I, and maybe that's the difference. Maybe consciousness is meaning making without intention. It's just a natural state of making meaning of something that we are aware of. I'm on fire for me. Is not in. It's it's not. Unintentionally, there it is, unintentionally making meaning of a thing in which we are a phenomenon in which we are aware. And I'm saying as an NI Dom that I was not aware that I was unintentionally making meaning of another thing in which I was aware of. So there are two phenomena happening. Yesterday, I was making meaning of something that I was aware of earlier in the week. But I was not aware that in that moment, I was making meaning. I was making meaning of it. I don't like that either. Maybe it's the meaning making. Maybe I wasn't aware of the meaning making. So the question is, can you make meaning of a thing Do you have to be, in order to make meaning of a thing, do you need to be aware that you're making meaning of it? And as introverted and intuitives, we do so much meaning making unconsciously and we're not aware of it. We're not aware that we're making meaning of it. So when we say unconsciously, are we saying without consciousness, without awareness? And just because we are without awareness doesn't mean the thing doesn't exist. Doesn't mean the processing is not happening. Doesn't mean the meaning making is not happening, even if we're unaware of it. I'm laughing, you guys, because I can only imagine how this sounds for people. <laughs> oh, my gosh, who are more sensor driven. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I think that I think I've just I've processed that. I've processed it for me. 
So in this abyss, for me, is a lot of meaning making happening. Without awareness. Yes, I want to. I want to land there. I want to land there, even though this, even though this text says that awareness precedes consciousness, because my thinking as an introverted uh, intuitive, there are three levels for us. There's awareness, there's consciousness, and then there's a there's another level of awareness. I don't know. I don't know if that's introverted intuitive. Because I think as introverted intuitives, we make meaning in the unconscious. We make meaning in the unconscious. We make meaning in the absence of awareness. There it is. Okay, I think I landed. I think this is it. This text assumes that we can, and that's what it says. You cannot, you cannot make meaning of something and not be aware. Yes. You can be aware, but not conscious. You can be aware, but not make meaning out of it. You can be aware, but not make meaning out of what you were aware of. So I think there might be two phenomenon that I'm wrestling with, which is maybe why I'm struggling. Maybe. One phenomenon is being aware, making meaning of that awareness. And what I'm saying as an introverted intuitive, that that can happen in the absence of awareness. That the meaning making can happen in the absence of awareness because it happens when we sleep and when we are not thinking about it. Maybe that's it right there. For introverted intuitives, we can make meaning in the absence of awareness. And this text is saying that you can't do that. This text that I'm looking at says, that in order to make meaning of a thing that you are aware of, you have to be aware. I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it there, you guys, because I feel like I'm gonna keep. I feel like it's a loop. I do. I feel like there's a loop. Um, and I think the real question is, if you're making meaning of something when you're sleeping. Are you aware that you're doing it? You're making meaning of something else that you were aware of, but are you aware that you're making meaning of it? You're not because you're, you're unconscious. You're not, you're not conscious. You're sleeping. So it doesn't make room for that. Now, we all have access to introverted intuition because I believe we all have access to all eight functions. We just don't prefer it. And for those of us who prefer it as a dominant function, we've, 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 we've developed it as a skill. We've developed it as a resource. Yeah. 
Can meaning making happen when you're not aware of it happening? Is the real question. Can meaning making happen outside of an awareness that you're making meaning? That's the question. That's it. <laughs> That's it. It's uh, 28 minutes in. <laughs> and so I have enough knowledge about myself as an introvert and intuitive to know that I'm making meaning, but I'm not aware of how I'm doing it. I'm aware that I'm, but I have no knowledge of it, no cognition of it. It's nothing. There's nothing there. And so today I can think, I can see spurts of that happening where I was consciously making meaning of an, of an event. But I did in that moment pause and, and have, first of all, it wasn't intentional and I didn't have the attention to it. I wasn't giving that process attention. So it existed without the attention. I would love to go back and study recognition, really study recognition and attention because I know attention is necessary in the learning process. But I fear that if I go and try to study these two words, this, I'm really going to go off the deep end. And so I'm just going to pause and look at that and look at that later. But for now, the whole point of this is to say that it was really difficult to hit the record button yesterday. My studying of introverted intuition told me, my knowledge of introverted intuition told me what I, that I was actually still perceiving and organizing. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Because as an introverted, this is another thing I was reading. This I was reading this from Gifts, uh, Gifts Differing, um, that I, the book I bought for my birthday, as a birthday gift to myself. Sensors are in the like sensors are focused on the on, on an event or an experience by way of the five senses. Introverted intuitives are focused on the event only by the meaning that is attached to it. So we have to then go ahead. We have to put attached meaning to it. And then we have to become aware that we've attached the meaning to it. And sensors don't have to go through those steps. So we have the sensory experience. We have to, we attach meaning to it. And then we become conscious that we've attached meaning to it. There it is. The three levels. Hot diggity dog. And my studying of this, I knew that I was in the process of organizing and making meaning of it, but I wasn't yet conscious of actually what the meaning was that I was making. That was yesterday. That's why I didn't hit the record button. That's what I've just taken 30 minutes to explain to you. And I'm going to close and just give you some of the events that I'm, that today I was able to write down. That I w- I'm more than likely making meaning of, even though I don't have the meaning yet. I couldn't do that yesterday. I could not write this list yesterday. I could write it this morning, but I'm still in the process. So much has happened. So let me say, number one, um, I closed out the school year. I've already told you that. Um, I had several different assignments this school year. So closing out the year this year is, is going to feel different for me because I had, like I said, different assignments in one year, and that's never happened to me before. So maybe that's one of the reasons why um, 
the close out of the year feels different. Like I said, remember I started this reflection. I said, it feels a little different. Well, I had several different jobs in one year um, for the same organization in the same title, you know, almost in the same title. Um, let's just say for the same organization because I had a couple of different positions. I also have been binging on a lot of science fiction movies that started Friday night. So I've, I shouldn't say binging because I've only watched three movies. Um, but I watched three scientific movies, science sci-fi movies. That's not something I do on a regular basis, but I have been known to, to binge sci- sci-fi movies. And I believe today, so start when I hit the when I when I hit the play button for that third sci-fi movie yesterday, it it I became conscious you might be looking for something. But in the first two, I wasn't. I was just like, oh, I'm going to watch this. By the time I hit that third, started that third movie, I started becoming conscious. I become oh, conscious, I want to say aware, that I was making meaning, that I was seeking something. For meaning making. All right. The third thing that was on uh, that's been happening in the last week is that I've been in a robust conversation with two other people about faith, spirituality, and religion. Robust, extensive. Um, one person is a, a Jewish man, let's say a white Jewish man, and the other one is a white um, woman who, I can't remember how she was raised, but she ended up marrying a, an Episcopalian priest. And then you have me as a Christian agnostic. I want to call myself a Christian agnostic or, or an agnostic Christian. And I don't even know if I'm I'm not settled with that terminology, but that's just the best way to contrast the three of us. And so we are entering into this space on talking about spirituality from these different religious backgrounds. But what we have in common is what we're we're all critical theorists. So we all have an interest in locating power. You hear me say at the beginning of my reflections that I have an intellectual sensitivity to power, so as do they. Now I want I would say that I'm further along in my understanding of power just because of my my doctoral studies. However, we but so this is the very first time in my life where I'm interacting with people around spirituality and critical theory and that's fascinating. So that's happening. That's in my brain and I haven't done and and a big portion of that for me has been about this idea of the soul. And I'll have to process that with you later. That there are these different dimensions of the soul. And then I'm thinking, I'm questioning what's the relationship between the soul and personality. All of that. I don't want to get into this now. It's a lot there. The fourth thing on my list is I'm still contending with employment. And so I... In the last few weeks, 
you know, I've come to accept that in, in order for me to be the best version of me, I need to be back as an entrepreneur. That's true. I don't know if I'm, the question that I'm probably contending with that's just popping up for me right now is, what is that readiness going to look like? When am I going to be ready to go back into entrepreneurship? And and it's kind of like um, I don't know. How, I don't know. I've never studied this. But if a mama bird kicks the baby bird out the nest, it's time to learn to fly. You're not going to learn to fly until you have to. Am I? Am I really going to get ready for entrepreneurship by doing employment? Because what I told you guys a few episodes ago, I don't know which episode it was. Is that each each um, domain, the 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 employment domain and the entrepreneurial domain, they each operate off a different set of rules and principles. They, and those rules and principles perpetuate more of that. It reinforces that domain. It strengthens that domain. So as I'm in one domain, I'm am I ever really going to be ready for the other domain? I'm not ready to say no, but I I think that's a reasonable question. And I'm in the process, so I'm pretty resolved that the place that I've been working for, the organization I've been working in for the last year, um, that the not the organization itself, but the leadership of that organization isn't isn't best for me. I'm pretty much resolved now. And this is something that's fairly new. It's a very new resolve. I, I want to say in the past week, that's enough. Maybe it's the week. So this is beyond employment entrepreneurship. This is about, in the meantime, in the meantime, until I am ready for entrepreneurship. was the best thing for me in terms of employment, in terms of having supervisors over me. So I have um, been looking for another job. I've been doing it loosely. I haven't talked about it much because it's been loose. It's like, eh, I'll put it out there. That's kind of what I've been like. I'll, I'll throw my application out there. And I've had a few interviews. I haven't talked about, I don't think I've talked much about them. Because it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like the organiz I like the organization I'm I'm with. I ultimately believe I need to be an entrepreneur. I need to get back into the entrepreneurial world. I'm not ready. At least that's what I was telling myself. I'm not ready. I'm now rethinking that state of readiness. But in the last week, a lot has changed in terms of a lot of that, and I'm not done making meaning of it. Um, so that's that. And then there's this, there's always, and this is something that makes me sad, there's always this issue around intimacy and having intimacy in my life with with the self, intimacy with the self, with my family, with friends, what is fun, what is pleasure. And because I don't live in the sensory world for fun and pleasure, it doesn't get prioritized, but I need it, but I'm not prioritizing it. And then all of this other stuff happens. And then my need for fun and pleasure, it gets pushed further back. I'm already going to push it back because it's not, it's not in the top of my preference stack. 
However, it gets pushed further back by all of the turmoil and the chaos. And that's an important, as ultimately I desire to be fully human and my best self and intimacy is part of that. Pleasure is part of that. And so I'm thinking all of that is also in the, in the abyss, all rolling around. And then I put the sixth thing down as I was, when I started the record button, I wrote disconnect because I'm also feeling a sense of disconnect from my body. I just started feeling that yesterday, but I think I started feeling that disconnect because I'm starting to do the meaning making. Like I'm starting to, yeah, meaning make. So, so that's why I didn't hit the record button. Um, any of these things on the list, I can kind of spend more time in, but it didn't feel like, um, in isolation, really none of these things on this list really are, um, motivating me to just None, nothing on this list, excuse me, nothing, I think I was ungrammatical for a second. Nothing on this list is motivating me to hit the record button in isolate, into isolate and to just talk exclusively about that. Although I'm going to try. I think what's, what's most uh, noticeable is that I was feeling a state of nothingness all while knowing a lot was happening. Feeling everything and nothing all at one time. So I don't know. (laughs) I don't really know what you're going to get from this, but let's try. If this reflection has had any value for you, please give it a heart. If this conversation of awareness and consciousness and perceiving meaning making oh if any of this relates to a conversation you've had in the world please take this link and share it out if my moving about in it (laughs) trying to figure out some things if it has caused some randomness in you i don't care if it's on topic or off topic anything any randomness i would appreciate hearing it you can find me on my website at yournidom.wordpress.com, on Twitter, yournidom1, Facebook and YouTube, yournidom. We're trying to come up with an assignment, y'all. We don't know what's going to happen, but let me hit the pause button and try to find an assignment for you. Hold on one second. It just occurred to me as I was pausing to think about your assignment that there's another thing that's been in the abyss and I need to write it down because it just popped up just popped up for me, but I'm aware that I've had a few spurts of processing that over the last year or so, uh, maybe the past week, is that I have a deep understanding of motivation in others, or motivation as a concept, and how motivation drives behaviors. And the relationship between motivation and cognition, um, which makes it very difficult when I'm interacting with other people who aren't yet conscious of their own motivations or are unwilling to be honest about those motivations. So, I've, and I've even, I think part of that meaning making I've thought about being an empath 
Most people talk about empathy and being an empath as relating to feelings. And I wonder my empath as relate as related to people's motive motives. And I've never heard of that before. So I don't know if that's a thing, but that's something that I have been unaware that I was doing some meaning making. <laughs> so let, let me let me try this again to give you your assignment. I think what's coming up for me as a question to ask you is to, as an assignment, as I'm going to give you an action-based assignment. And I don't usually do this. I usually give you conceptual-based assignments, like think through this. But I actually am asking you to take some action. I mean, to, to, to the assignment is going to live in the action piece. I want you to, over the next... 24, maybe 48 hours. It might be difficult to do it for 48 hours. But over the next 24 to 48 hours, force yourself to intentionally process the state of awareness. Mm -mm. The state of consciousness. What I'm asking you to do is to become aware of your consciousness. So we, based on this text, consciousness, consciousness is based on awareness. And I'm dealing with a, a, an emerging or budding theory that there is another level of consciousness beyond consciousness. That you can become aware of consciousness. Awareness, consciousness, then awareness, consciousness. That it, it cycles out. I don't know for sure. I'm going to be doing some reading on it. What I'm asking you to do is to become aware of your consciousness. Become aware of your meaning making. Even though you're making meaning on something that you're aware of. I'm asking you to push it out a a little further. Become aware of the meaning making process. And so you may take meaning making out of it because... Meaning making might sound a little more involved than it actually is. Become aware of your consciousness or become aware of your, of your awareness. Be, you're aware. Be challenging yourself to say, what am I aware of right now? What am I, what am I processing? I think it's more than awareness. I'm sorry, y'all. What am I processing? What am I processing from, so I was aware, I'm processing something I was aware of. Become aware of that processing. And go through the day and see how often you can catch yourself doing it. How often you can catch yourself processing something that you were aware of. That's it. Go through the day and count how many times, see how many times you can catch yourself processing something you were aware of. God, I would love to know that answer. But these assignments are for you. But in the sake of my own development around this idea of consciousness and this abyss that we experience as introverted intuitives, where that's happening, that meaning making and that process is happening, and we are not aware of it. And that's a fact, (laughs) according to the books that I've read. So see if you can catch yourself, become, see if you can catch yourself processing it. See if you can catch yourself processing. 
steep. That's deep to me. That means there are different levels of the self, different levels of consciousness. And, 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 and when I go off into this reflection about the soul, help us all. Just God help us all. <laughs> so anyway, you guys, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you until I come back. Be well. Bye.